All right, welcome back, everyone. We're back with a new episode of Callan's Petty Talk Show after a couple months of just nothing. Sorry about that. Uh, we just needed a couple months to get our bearings and figure out what we were going to do next with this show. Uh, so basically, today we're going to do a celebrity run-in in L.A. episode. So this is just going to be celebrities that we ran into on the streets here, in bars, in concerts, just, just basically people we didn't expect to see at these particular places. So I'm here with... What's up, guys? I'm Ed Gage, also from Buffalo, New York. And? And this is Vocals, yeah. little Ethan from Buffalo, New York. We're coming right. for you critters. So we're going to tell you which celebrities <laughs> we ran into today. I don't care what you guys think about these people, and I don't care what I even think about these people, but I thought they are pretty cool. So we're going to give you a list, a rundown of the top ten celebrities that I have ran into that I thought were pretty cool. So uh, should we start with number one? Yeah, you could start with... Anybody? Okay, so I'm going to go with Paris Hilton because this one was a little bit intimate. I met her on Sunset at a gas station, and of course, when I seen, you know, what these celebrities driving, they're driving the, the Uber Blacks, these nice Escalades. So there was one park there, I seen a gentleman cleaning it, well, you know, filling some gas up and, you know, whatever. So I was like, there's a celebrity in there, isn't there? But you wouldn't tell me if there was anyways. He's like, I don't know, kid. You got to go in there and check it out for yourself. So, you know me. I stumble in there. I had a drumstick in my hand. I'm flipping it around. I go in there. Sure as crap. Who do you think I see? Paris Hilton. <laughs> and, you know, the first thing I do, because I'm like, no, it looks like her. I don't want to be dumb and like, oh, is it Paris Hilton? And it's not her. So I look at the cleric, and he's like, yeah, welcome to Hollywood, kid. So, of course, I go up to her. I show her this little video, and she's like, that's hot. And that was right after the bat. I, I knew it was her. Which video did you show her? Um, so there was a video of me on Taj.0 of uh, me ripping a fat fucking line of cocaine. And then I screamed after. <laughs> now, it wasn't real. It wasn't real. It was all a little setup because this rapper did this whole thing. So we did that to go viral to do this. It doesn't matter. But I showed her that. She knew what was happening. I heard her voice. It was confirmation. <laughs> Paris Hilton. <laughs> House of Wax. There was a crowbar through her fucking skull. Can I swear in here? Yeah, you can swear. Okay, sorry. cool. Was she cool? Was she nice? She was really cool, yeah. She she was definitely really cool. Cooler than I would have I expected. You know what I mean? Did she have like a posse with her or like security? She had the whole entire insane clown posse with her. She had Violent J, <laughs> no, Shaggy Two Dope. They walked in. They were like, whoop, whoop, we got some Fago. <laughs> nah, it was just her. Um, <laughs> one, it was her and one guy. So, you know, I'm shocked because if someone would have went up there and robbed her, there was one guy that would have been able to help her. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Unless she carries a Mac-10 in her fucking, you know what I mean, her panties or some shit. <laughs> that, that you said that was at a gas station you met her? Yeah, so, you yeah. know, the... um. Which one? So, right across the street from the Whiskey-A-Go-Go, they had that... Oh, it was over there. They have that uh, gas station right across the street from there. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, it was right in there. Do you know the name of that place? You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I, off, off the top of my head, I can't. I, 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 I vividly remember it, but... Yeah, you no. know the spot, just not the name. Like, what it looks like and stuff and where it's at. And mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, I got a good one. Uh, I actually moved to L.A. five years ago this month. Uh, August 24th, I want to say. And... I don't know when this was, if it was in like September of that year. So I, I want to say it was like September 2015. After school, I was I was going to Santa Monica College, taking film courses and stuff. And right after school one day, I went to the 99 cent store on Pico Boulevard in Santa Monica. And no joke, as I'm literally just grabbing for a blue kitchen rag, guess who literally walks by me and locks eyes with me? Take a guess. Danzig? Danzig. Did he have a Glenn shirt on Danzig. Off? Was his shirt on or off? <laughs> his was shirt his was on, and he's a very short little man. And he had he had some kind of like 
dude with him. I don't know if it was like <laughs> security or I don't know. He, d- he didn't even look frightening at all. But yeah, he was. I think he was getting cat food for his cats yeah. or something. But yeah, I can't. I can't explain how crazy that was because he walked by me, not only locked eyes with me, but it was like pissed off looking well, eyes. Did he offer you a bite of the cat food? No, no, no. no. He he literally passed no. by me, locked eyes, like vicious eyes. Like he wanted to kill me. Like, like he Tommy wanted to Doyle. he wanted to rip my he throat gave me Tommy out. Tommy Doyle eyes. Yes, he gave me Tommy Doyle eyes. <laughs> that what does that even mean? I don't know. Oh my god. I think he's referring to the Paul Rudd Tommy Doyle like just the creepy yes. eyes he would Paul give. Rudd. Oh, the Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd version that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, Paul Rudd's weird in that movie. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was kind of frightening. Uh and he was he was like the one celebrity that I was just like, you know what? There's no way I could say hi to this guy because if I say hi, I'm going to want to bring up the misfits. And at the time, back in 2015, I'm pretty sure he didn't want anybody to talk to him about the misfits because I think that was definitely a time where he hated all those guys mm-hmm. or just didn't want to be talking about it. So so basically I was like, okay, I'm just not going to say hi to this guy then because what's the point? It's either it's either I bring it up, he gets real pissed, or I bring it up where he punches me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, I think one of my first encounters in LA, it was, yeah, it was exactly October 2017, and I think it was the first time I had actually gone to the Whiskey A Go Go to see a concert, and it was a uh, Blaze Bailey, the singer of Iron Maiden in the 90s, when Bruce left the band, and uh, I had become like friend- buddies with one of the security guards at the Whiskey, and then he just randomly says. Chris Jericho is here. I'm like, are you serious? And then like WWE. Yep. Well, actually, now he's with AEW. AEW. But, but yeah. But no. What's I mean, that? I mean, Ultimate or Elite? How do you call that? Oh, like, fuck! I can't think of it off the top. All Star Elite. Yeah, All Star Elite Wrestling, something like something. that. And it's it's supposedly it's been like the best new thing in wrestling because it's like been more like the Attitude Era of like it's like it sticks to that roots of like the Attitude Era of WWE and because obviously you know. Wrestling's not like what it was back then. But anyways, getting to the point. Um, so, like, a, Chris was just hanging around, and I think he talked to Blaze a little bit. But then, like, I just went up to him, and I said, hey, what's going on, man? And then I said, and then I think he, he probably had a little bit to drink, but he was just, like, really nice and laid back and chill. And he was just, and so I just asked him, like, you know, what's going on with Fozzie lately? Because he has a heavy metal band called Fozzie, and they're actually pretty good. We saw them years ago. Didn't we see them at, like, Mayhem Festival? I think you saw them. I don't think I was with you that uh, year, but I saw them open for Iron Maiden September last year. Yeah. And no, no, Fozzie is amazing. Like, Chris is amazing live, and he's just got an incredible frontman persona, like, when he's not doing wrestling. But anyways, like, we just talked a little bit, and... I just said, hey, man, can we get a picture together? He's like, yeah, man, of course. And, you know, I actually, it was just crazy because, like, I mean, I'm only, like, 5'10", 5'11". I thought he would have been, like, 6'2", but, like, we were, like, eye to eye practically. You know, it was really cool. Yeah, I think Danzig was, like, 4'11". Four foot, four foot <laughs> I was like, hey, what's the 411, buddy? Yeah, Harrison was pretty <laughs> tall, too. Dude, he was, he was small, huh? Harrison was pretty tall, too. Yeah. Yeah. Little Paris. Little Paris. Um... I was going to say, oh, it's All Elite Wrestling, by the way. All Elite Wrestling. All, all Elite. And uh, that's actually the same wrestling company that Andy Williams from Every Time I Die wrestles for. Shout out to Andy Williams. Should we, should we bring that one yeah, up? Yeah, we should probably bring that one up right about now. Okay. So, so you could actually just tell a story. We're going we're gonna to actually do an episode with Ethan soon, which is probably going to be the next episode, if we're being honest. 
Um, it's just going to go over his whole career and his whole little crazy, all the crazy stuff he did within that year, year and a half for people that know him. Yeah. But um, yeah, just get into it with Kill Tony. So we go to the comedy store over on Sunset to perform at Kill Tony to do some comedy with Steve-O. And, you know, <clears throat> last comic on stage was called Vogue Kills himself. I get up there and, um... Yeah, so I do the whole performance, and sure as shit, I get off stage, and this big dude is staring at me. So I'm like, either this dude's going to beat my ass, or I don't. I had no clue what's coming on. But this dude was huge. So I'm going to get off stage, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, making my way towards the front. I get off, people are coming up to me, and he's like, you're from Buffalo, right? And then Callan's looking at me, he's like, yo, that's a guitar player for every time I die. I'm dude. like, holy shit. And, and sure enough, it was Andy Williams, and, you know, it was cool because... He's from Buffalo, where we're from. He's from a huge band. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Check them out. They're called Every Time I Die. Sick as hell. They've blown up like crazy in the last, last at least five years. Yeah, and it's crazy, too, because we had just gone and seen them, what, two months before that happened? Pro- yeah. At the... Yeah, at the Regent. The Regent with Downtown. Turnstile. And Angel, and Angel Dust. Angel Dust and Vane. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was insane, so great. bro. That was my first LA show. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen Every Time I Die. It's just like it's gotten to the point where I, I can't even tell you. Yeah, they're amazing. It's insane. Shout out to Keith Buckley and the whole band. The whole band. And Andrew Williams. Yeah, so he was there, and he's like, you're from Buffalo, right? And he's like, me too. And then, you know, gave him a hug, shook his hand, took a picture. And very, very cool guy. He even mentioned me on this podcast, too. He's talking about oh, the creature yeah. from the hood. He's like, oh, he ran into John Cena. He collaborated with them because, you know, I always put the Vokills X, and then, you know, <laughs> I, get, I get excited. I've seen Jason X too many times, so now I feel like I'm Kane Hodder. And that's another person he ran into. As oh, well, yeah, that's Just too. working at Rite Aid. He comes in, and I'll, I'll get into this real quick. So, you know, I do the whole, um, I did this TV show, American Idol, whatever. So I did that. I went to the season finale the day before, and I was working at Rite Aid. So I did this huge season finale, huge <laughs> performance, and then the next day I go to work at Rite Aid. And, you know, who the hell wants to work at Rite Aid? So, and I'm sitting there thinking about that. I'm like, man, I shouldn't be working here. I should be doing something else. Sure as shit, I look up, fucking Kane Hodder walks in. Oh my and God. my heart hit my ass so fucking hard when I seen him. I'm like, <gasps> I gasped. It's like I stepped on a nail, dude. And I went behind him, and I was like, okay, there's two ways I can handle this. I can either act like an employee, or I can just tell him how much, you know, him walking in that door means to me. Because that's, you know, a huge inspiration. He's got the mask. That's Jason Voorhees. He's amazing. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Hatchet, Adam Green's film. Oh. Check it out. He plays Victor Crawley. What's your favorite of the Hatchets? The first one. The first one? Mm-hmm. The first one, for sure. They're all They're all kind of fun in their own way. I gotta go with the third one. I third just thought one. I thought it was no. It was just Daniel Harris, Sid Haig. Well, Car- yeah, was Caroline in that one? Yeah, yeah. she was in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I just thought it was like the, it had to have been the most intense one out of the four. Well, the chain. No, I think was the chainsaw one. No, I think the chainsaw one was the second. Well, like, is it where they like he got split in two or something like that? Yeah, that was the second. one. It was the very end of the second one, and then that's like when he just like. No, no, it was the beginning of the third one that was picking directly up after the second one yeah, yeah, where yeah. the chainsaw just, like, split him in two, and then, yeah. It's, and then, you know, for some whatever reason, he just comes back, of course. As most serial killer stories, you know, and, you know, somehow they just come back. Yeah, Adam Green. <coughs> Adam Green. Oh, sorry. Um, anyways, if you haven't seen To Hell and Back, the documentary on Kane Hodder, you have to do mm. that right now because that, that is yes. the most inspirational documentary you've probably ever seen for an actor, stuntman. I remember I saw that October 2017. I think they had like the very first like, like not like screen test for it, but like just like the premiere for it. It was for Screen Fest, I believe it was. Was that at Egyptian? Yeah, Egyptian Theater. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like, I think it was just like a shocker to everybody, you know, 
especially like with the the accident and all that, you know, I think everybody was just, you know, really surprised at what actually happened. You know, you really, if I didn't, you know, I had a whole new perspective of Kane after that screening. Cause I just, yeah. you would have never thought like a guy who played one of the most notorious serial killers in pop culture had gone through tremendous amounts of hell in his career. So, I mean, you really have to give it to the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to see a screening of that after you did. It's the, Chinese theater. I think my mom was in town and I brought her and Kane was there. I think Bill Mosley actually, he actually tried sitting next to me at one point and I was like, oh shit, Bill Mosley. <laughs> now that you mentioned but then it. He, but then he moved and I was like, bummer. Now, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, it was the Chinese theater I saw it at. That's where they were holding Scream Fest that year. Wait, so both screenings were there? Yeah. Oh, so I just caught like a later screening. We had a bunch of people there. He did a lot of screenings of that. He did a lot of Q&As. And I remember he was saying he was just kind of uncomfortable with even like doing that. Like he doesn't he doesn't like going to his own screenings, I guess, or at least at least of that documentary. He thinks it's like hard to watch and hard to watch other people watch it. I don't know. I just remember him talking about that. I can see that. Yeah. I just remember telling him, dude, I give you a lot of credit, you know, for getting up there and you know even just like you know putting out a documentary because obviously you could just tell you know it's not easy to talk about those things at least for him. No, and all the burns from just all the all the crazy <laughs> fire stunts he's done. Literally it's insane. But hey, he still he still kept doing stunts regardless of what happened. What's the last is there do we know what the last film he got lit on fire for was? I think it had to have been one of the hatchet movies, unless that wasn't him doing it. Yeah. I'd imagine it was him though. Expendables. The expendables, I think, too. Was he in the Or no 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 I'm an idiot. No, the, what's no. that movie? He's in with Robert England and the other serial killers. It's like the serial killer version of the Oh, Death House? Death yes. House, yeah. Oh, I heard that was trash. I didn't like it. I'm not going to lie. Did you I see it? See, I didn't yeah, see it. I, I like haven't it. seen I it. I wanted to like it because of all the people that were in yeah, it. Yeah, because that was Gunnar Hansen's script, right? Leatherface? Was it? Yeah, he wrote that. I didn't know he that. He wrote that. It was a post-humus. Post-humus. How, how do you say that? I can't say that. It wasn't a good movie. I think <laughs> post, <laughs> post-humus. You know what else wasn't a good movie? That movie that... Um, Robert England and Corey Taylor. What's it, you know what I'm talking uh, about? Oh, I saw that. Uh, Fear Clinic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I Fear own that Clinic. movie, and I, I thought it was going to be good. And it I, was decent. It was probably better than Death House. I haven't seen Death House, but I'm guessing that was better than Death House. When I met Robert right? when yeah, I met Robert in, like, 2015, he had mentioned Fear Clinic to me because, like, I was just wearing, like, like my vest that had all, like, my, my band patches on it. And he just said, dude, if you like metal and all that stuff, you like music, like, you're gonna, you got to check out this movie I'm doing with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. And I'm like, oh, no, that's sick. I mean, honestly, I'll check anything with Corey Taylor out because, dude, he's a, dude's a freaking legend. He actually uh, is like the main producer, I guess, on what's that documentary that just came to Shudder? In Search of Darkness, mm-hmm. which is like a four, four and a half hour 80s documentary, basically, on all 80s horror. And I think it goes from like 1980 all the way up to like 89. That's sick. I think. Because I started, I only got through a couple of years so far, but... Yeah, and even, like, I only saw a couple of episodes, but uh, Cursed Films, it's insane. Yeah, so check check out that stuff on Shudder right now. It's, they're killing it. Totally worth it. Um, all right, I'll just say another quick one that I got. Uh, I was I was doing, like, Postmates. I You know, when you're, when you're an actor in L.A. and you aren't a big actor yet, you got to work a lot of bullshit jobs. And I, I had to do that. I had to do these side hustles. So one day I was doing like Postmates, which is, you know, the bottom of the barrel of jobs. 
Um, and basically, I went to go pick up a pizza for somebody, and out comes Matt Skiba from the, you know the, the frontman of Alkaline Trio, and he was also in Blink One Eighty Two for a very long time, and I think he actually just departed from Blink, believe it or not. I I don't know if this is confirmed yet, but the last couple things Blink did, he wasn't on, like the last song or two. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't know what's going with that, but yeah, he just comes walking out and uh, got in his expensive vehicle. I think he had a Porsche or something, and just took off. And I was like, oh, there he goes. You know, and if he wasn't ruining my favorite band, I probably would have got a pick. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say he's ruining like my favorite band, but I mean, that are you a fan of the Alkaline Trio? I I like Alkaline Trio, but I I don't like him in Blank. I mean, he's a great artist. He's amazing, but I I don't even want to blame him. I think it's just all three of them just didn't do a good job with those last two records. I could, I mean, California came out. I listened to that thing once, and I was like, you know what? This is not for me. You know, if I listen to this again, I'm probably going to throw up. <laughs> and then Nine came out, which is their most recent record. I didn't even listen to the whole thing. I only listened to, like, specific songs, like singles, and I'm just like, this is atrocious. Yeah, I'm going to step on that CD and break it if I ever go in front of it. <laughs> I'm just like, how does that happen? How do you go from, like, Dude Ranch and Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket to just trash? I don't know. And the guy from the singer of Goldfinger is the guy that produced these last mm-hmm. two records, and I can't even... I, I'm sure he's like decent at what he does, but I'm sure he's got a silver finger now. These uh, <laughs> these these last two Blink records are so overproduced and just oh the vocals everything Stop. sounds terrible. I remember when we saw Goldfinger uh, Warped Tour 2017 when they actually had a really insane lineup that was just like even surprising for me. What was surprising? Just like the lineup was amazing. I mean, you had the adolescents, like they were shifting around various genres for Warp Tour 2017. Like you had Was that that was the last Warp Tour, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure or it was. I'm pre- I think 2018 was the last one. I didn't go to that one though. But oh, like okay. 2017, like it had the adolescents, Municipal Waste, was Municipal on Waste, Quar. We we went to saw all these bands. See, you know it's funny. We actually ran, uh, speaking of that uh, that show every time I die, we actually ran into the creator of Warp Tour, remember? Oh, we did. We did, Randy. Kevin Lyman. We that was also at the Regent. That was at the yeah, the Every Time I Die show. Oh yeah, he was there. Yep. Okay, we saw dude. We saw several people that night because after the show, we ran into, Robert, ran into Mukes, Robert Mukes too. Yeah, and he was doing like security, which I've seen him again since. Whatever job that is, he does like where he's like the doorman. He's still doing that. Yeah. It was funny because I also had a run in with Robert Mukes too. Only I ran into him at the Judas Priest Firepower tour from twenty nineteen. And it's just like it's just like that guy just happens to be everywhere. <laughs> he does, yeah. He's a good guy too. Yeah, he's another. Oh, he's super, another really nice, nice one. Super nice. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, not that it's related, but let's get into the one person I think is super not nice at the convention. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! I know. I know exactly where this is going. It rhymes with Pisty Ponson, and her name is Christy Swanson. Oh my god! I mean, I've I've been going to conventions for like ten years now, literally. It's like 2011, I think. Has it been that long since we started doing that? The first one I went to was in August, August or September 2011, which was horror find in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And the year we met Christy Swanson was this has been like five years or something. I believe it was June 2015. Okay, I think so that was the last right time we before, were. I think that was the last time we were ever at Niagara Falls Comic Con. So yeah, it was like right before I went to California then. Yeah, and, and I had gone just gone back to Florida at the time. And basically, uh, oh my God, this was like the worst human being I've ever met. Like related to film, 
it sucks because you know she did some good movies she did higher learning she had big daddy mm. uh even like what was it buffy Hooters, the vampire Hooters, 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 but <laughs> even like buffy the she had some good films in the 90s but then like i remember you and i went up to her so basically yeah basically go up to this girl's table and uh Dude, there was like this convention. Definitely, it was a pretty packed convention most of the time. It was that year, I'm guessing. It was decently packed, but but, but yeah. we go up to this girl and I ask her one question about working with Adam Sandler on Big Daddy because you know if anybody knows Adam Sandler is my favorite freaking person in the world. So you know I go up and ask ask this one question about Big Daddy, like oh how'd you like working with Adam Sandler? You know like you know just make small talk, and immediately she just is like. Uh, you know, he was fine. Are you going to buy anything? And says it just like that. Literally just like that. Like, probably, like, not even 45 seconds into the conversation. Oh, not even. Not even. She was acting like we were there for 20 minutes, like, just bothering her. And, you know, she immediately says that. And I literally just, right when she does that, I just kind of, like, laugh to myself. I'm like, what? Like, are you joking? Like, I thought she was kidding. I was just like, you got to be out of your mind. And then I, I turn around there's two people behind us. It's not like there's a major line. There's two people behind us. And regardless of the line, everybody asks a question to a celebrity. That's just what you do. It's either you do that or you just go up there and fangirl. And that's just not what I do. If I'm going to go meet somebody, I'm going to, you know, ask, ask something about their career or compliment them on, you know, the work that they've done that inspired me yeah. or, you know, just or make small very- talk. I, I never, I never bother them unless, unless I'm the only one at their table and they love talking to me. Like I'll, I'll sit there 45 minutes, but I'd never do that with like somebody I've never met. Or, you know, somebody that's got a line at the table. And the thing is, you know, if you're a celebrity at one of these conventions, you know, even if somebody doesn't pay for an autograph, just you got to respect them. You got to, like, at least answer questions that they ask you. And, you know, it's just like it's just quite simple. Number one rule. Don't be an asshole. And the sad thing is, you know, like, of course, I just want to be like, oh, you know, maybe she was just having a bad day. But then I realize, you know, I've I've had tons of people tell me the same thing about her. She just wanted your money. It's seriously. That's just something? like some some of these celebrities. How much was, was their merch? Was it I don't even remember. Well, it's not merch. It's just well, they just sell per picture. They sell like the little autographed eight by ten pictures. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She's probably like forty or something. Jesus Christ. Probably right. I mean, at least. I mean, back back in twenty eleven, these people were charging like twenty dollars an autograph, and Norman Reedus, for example, which I just showed no, showed like you the picture. Right? Dude, he was he was twenty dollars in twenty eleven, and I met him literally like right after season two of Walking Dead started, had just started, and uh, yeah, now he's a hundred dollars an autograph, and probably the same for a picture, and I don't even think you can get pictures at his table anymore. I had like a twenty minute conversation with Norman Reedus at that convention. This was Erie Horror Film Festival, which is where we showed you know several of my films throughout the years there. Yeah, yeah. And God, Norman Reedus, it was, that was a great. This is a great one actually to bring up because. Uh, I was talking to him. Yeah, they had the they had all three Boondock Saints there at this little convention. And this was a small convention. Like this is totally not like Niagara Falls or anything. This right is after just did Blade too, right? was, This was a nonprofit convention. Yeah, I mean, uh, by Greg Rapp. Greg Rapp runs it. Yeah, and basically, uh, yeah, I was I was just outside and Norman Reedus was out there smoking a cigarette with a friggin' toy lightsaber, <laughs> and you know we started talking to him and he, we I literally was talking to him for probably a half hour outside this venue and. Uh, he was hitting me with his freaking toy lightsaber. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. <laughs> he, and he would, he would hit me with it and go, psh, psh, psh. Like, while we're talking to him, it was so funny. And it even got to the point where, like, we, like, kind of, like, finished our conversation. And I was just kind of like, you know, oh, I guess we're going to head in now. 
And then, like, I ended the conversation because he loved talking, and he was just one of those people, like, just love talking to people that care about what he does. And like I said, that there was nobody at that convention, you know, hardly anybody would show up. And you know, they had they had a good like usually probably eight eight to ten guests. You know, they, it wasn't huge. You know, yeah, it's like the condemn condemn with you all. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like you know. But he, he always got, like, a handful of good people, like some of the Phantasm people, Child's Play, you know, stuff like that. Who was there? Oh, it was, it was Vernon it was Vernon Wells when I think I went there for the first time. I think he was, like, the main guest. And I think yeah. I think Eric Roberts was actually supposed to be there, but then he had to cancel. Yeah, I think he bailed. Um, oh, tell him about the little funny Vernon Wells thing. Oh, you have, you've already done that because oh, we yeah, had him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a... Uh, I think, oh, yeah, because Greg had given us, like, VIP, and, like, we ended up getting to have, like, you know, some of the food that they were having at the catering for lunch, and I think I had gotten the last of the meatballs, and uh, I remember, like, I just saw Vernon, like, he was going there, and he's like, what happened to all the fucking meatballs? And then, and the, and the fucking chef threw me under the bus and pointed me, pointed right at me, he's like, oh, that guy right there, he, he got him, and then I just remember Vernon... He gave me that iconic stare that he had in uh, Mad Max and Commando. It just looked at me, and I'm just trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to, like, crack up. And then he jokingly says, I should probably beat this guy up and steal his meatballs. And I think I had just finished the lasagna, and I think I was already full from that. So I said, you know what, dude? I'm actually full. You can have these if you want them. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's a class act too. Yeah, no, he's super nice, super down to earth. You know, even when we did the episode with him, that was so much fun as well. <laughs> the fuck happened to all the meatballs? <laughs> meatballs! I'll tell you, one guy that was a uh, was a real uh, chip in the mud. His um, his name rhymes with uh, Muddy Marilson. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. oh here I'll start this one. I want to. I want to start this one. Start this one. Well, I'll I'm gonna start it. He'll finish it because you know he finishes with a bang. Anyways, uh, so we're at this little screening. This was during. This was beyond. What? Beyond was, Fest. was this Beyond Fest? For Natural Born Killers. Was this part of Beyond Fest though, or was this after? I can't remember. I think I'm not sure. This I might can't have remember. been right after. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, it was a screening they had of Natural Born Killers, which they had a lot of people there. Um. Can't remember all the people they had, but mainly Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis were like the two major draws, and you're kind of shout like, out to Juliet Lewis. Okay, it was kind of like we're going to this, and tickets were like fifteen bucks. I'm like, okay, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we're sitting in our seats, just kind of waiting, waiting, and we 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 really actually didn't get good seats there. We had to so go. So here's up, what happened. We had to go up to the balcony. That's at one point. A, yeah, usually when we can't find seats, our last bets to go to the balcony. This is at the Egyptian Theater, mind you. Um, so check this out. Um. And this is funny, too, because every time we'd go there, I'd always walk in with this laminate, and I'd always, like, hope that this would get us in. Yeah. But at this point, I'm, I'm already in, and he, Kellen's at his seat, so I'm like... Well, well we're, we weren't sitting at the balcony at that point, though, right? We were sitting on the lower part, right? You were on the lower part of the top balcony, and I was looking down. I'm like, yo, we can go underneath this rope right now. Yeah, there's... Woody, the... I was looking right down at Woody Harrelson <laughs> and Julie Luce. I'm like, yo, we got to go down there right now if we're going to meet up with them and say something. Yeah, we saw them both walk in and then we saw like those those uh, those ropes like you see at like the movie theaters when you're waiting in line. Yep. It's like the same kind of thing. We go and we literally just go right under there. We're right just, under the We're ropes. like, we're going to go meet these people. And Can he had it... And when he's talking about his laminate, he had his American Idol laminate that he's wearing around <laughs> his neck like he's some kind of like celebrity. Oh, and yeah. you could tell him what happened. And then, uh, so yeah, we walked slowly right up to that because I don't want to approach them. Like, oh my God, it's you. So I'm standing right next to these people and I'm letting them finish their conversations with whoever else. 
And before we even um, approach them, some lady comes up. She's like, are you guys supposed to be here? I'm like, listen, we're with American Idol lady. We're fine. She's like, okay, okay, you're, you're all right. You're all right. I thought you were someone else we were warned about. <laughs> and we probably were the kids that she was warned about, but you know what I'm saying? We had the whole, we had the flex on that. No, that so, was so funny, though. You literally, we were literally just there. And you, well, you were probably just wearing your same get up, right? Like, you were, yeah. I don't know what you were wearing that night. but I remember what I was wearing. I had the vocal shirt, the black jacket, the vampire jacket with the, the laminate, and probably some stupid pants or chains. Yeah, and I was um, wearing I was wearing a the stuff horror movie T shirt. Like we we yep. totally obviously looked like we were not supposed to be there because everybody else that's over there, yeah, even security included, is wearing like suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Especially yet, the people who have cameras that can film there, you could already tell that they're supposed to be a part of it, you know. But yeah, that lady comes up to you. She's like, um, "Who are you? Like, hey, who are, you? <laughs> are you supposed to be back here?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're with American." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's she's fine." She's like, "Oh, oh, I'm so sorry." Like, because at first she was really like pissy with you like, oh yeah she, she knew right away she was like because oh, we go there all the time and we're always like are we gonna be able to meet these people and you know what i'm yeah. saying and, yeah and they're really cool because i'm not I'm a shout out to the egyptian theater and the people that work there because they are always really nice and they're always you know what's funny there's a dude who's always worked who's always there for beyond fest that looks like malcolm mcdowell it's not malcolm mcdowell he's always got the hat on i know you know exactly who i'm talking about uh, right i think so and he's always a cool guy and they're always pretty much just like listen you're gonna meet them just chill out so anyways <laughs> <laughs> we go the first person I think we go up to is Juliet Lewis and we get the picture and we, we you know we say hi and no, no 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 she was second she was second okay I take the back no, no, no. the first we, person we yeah. go up to was Woody Harrelson now we didn't we didn't go up to this dude and be like hey buddy can we get a picture da, 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 da. I just went up to him like hey it's nice to meet you man I'm glad you, you know, it's cool you to see you, you made it tonight and uh, I asked him for a picture and it wasn't it wasn't in a fanboy type of way I'm like hey would you mind if we get a picture real quick he's like oh I'm sorry I don't do pictures no no he goes he goes he doesn't even make eye contact with you and he goes no picks. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. He's, exactly the way he that. said it, bro. It was it was crazy. He and was I'm, just like, you know what? And I wasn't even mad about the picture. I was mad the way he handled his fans because there was yeah. about maybe forty people out there waiting to get an autograph. And the crazy well, there was thing nobody about where this, we were. It was just us. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's people outside waiting, and now his his freaking brother showed up in a nice whip, and he even came out and posed, took pictures, and said hi to people. This motherfucker curved every four, every every party, everybody that wanted to see him in there and say hi to him. He curved them, had security drive his car around the lot so he can get out a certain way, so <laughs> no one could even see this bald motherfucker. And like I said, I'm not mad about a picture. I don't care about a picture. It's just the way he treated his fans. I wouldn't treat my fans that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he definitely could have just taken the pic there because there really was nobody else around. And it, it wasn't even the picture. It was him. He wouldn't come out and acknowledge his fans. Well, I mean, when you're Woody Harrelson, no, that's a little tough when there's like a mob of people. But you you got to admit, there wasn't that many people there, especially for him being Woody Harrelson. Well, yeah. After the show, which is what you're referring to, there was like, I don't know, 30, 40 people mm-hmm. trying to get autographs. I should have just took the picture on my phone anyway, standing next to him. <laughs> it's, always the, it's always the Egyptian theater screen. <laughs> Bless you. <sighs> it's always the Egyptian theater event. Like where, you know, celebrities, especially depending on how big they are, they're going to get, you know, hassled like crazy. Like when I was at the Jean-Claude Van Johnson event with Jean-Claude Van Damme, he was just getting trampled by fans practically. It was fucking insane. Who? Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, like, like, I mean, like people were just like constantly trying to shove, you know, Street Fighter merch, you know, all this all the, like VHS tapes from like the nineties and all that. It's just like they were like constantly like screaming, Jean Claude, please and it was just like ruining a fucking Dude, remember chance. remember when we went to see Street Fighter like years and years ago and we saw oh, the fucking oh. shitty ass remake? Oh, but remember what happened? <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? This I remember this There was this little kid like 
filleting a straw. <laughs> you can just tell him. It's just like, yeah, it, this kid was like, literally, it was just pretty much filleting the straw back and forth. And this is like a fucking 10 year old kid. And like, I remember like, Kellen was just tapping me on the shoulder, just pointing next to me. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like a little black kid. He was like by himself too. Yeah, it, it was funny. I was just like, I mean, it's pretty hard to forget shit like that. <laughs> uh, I forgot, but now I remembered. But yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, so back to Woody Harrelson. We went up and uh, we uh, we went up to Juliet Lewis after he totally turned. She's Ethan very down. nice, very nice. She's in a band herself, so yeah, she gets the whole music thing. You know? She she's, kills it. She's down with it. She's, she's an amazing musician too. Yeah, she is. I would love to see her. Um, but yeah, she took a picture with us, and that was cool. And then after the, then we, we pretty much bailed. Yeah, we didn't. We, we didn't took off the rest of the movie because he fell asleep. I sort of fell asleep, and then we went outside, and our friend Devin from uh, uh, Cavity Colors was out there. Very good artist, by the way. He's an amazing artist, and he was doing like the paparazzi shit, you know, like mm-hmm. getting autographs and. I wouldn't really say paparazzi. He just wanted to, you know. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know if he sells. I don't think he. I don't even know if he sells the stuff. I think he keeps most of it for his own collection. So that's pretty cool. You know, there's people out there that just go out there with like the boards and like the the taped boards, and they have like a hundred things to get signed, and they they just flip everything that night. Yeah. Throw it on eBay. Funniest thing that happened. Ethan was. I don't know if Ethan saw it, but when we were at the what was the movie that was filmed in Buffalo? Like uh, Jason John Beeb, our buddies from like Buffalo, were here for that. Dude, yo. Beeb. Beeb. I know what you're going to say. I know Yeah, so get this. Dude. Because Daniel, Daniel Baldwin was there. Daniel Baldwin is there. And this fucking idiot comes up to Daniel and asks him to sign this thing. And I think it was either of Stephen or Alec Baldwin. And Daniel Baldwin just bluntly tells this, this fucking dickhead, this is not me. This is my brother. And the guy felt so fucking stupid that he just pretty much walked away with his tail tucked between his legs. Uh. <laughs> You know what's crazy about the night too is remember Vivica Fox sat right next to me. Yeah, I remember that. That was nuts, dude. Yeah. And she even she was like, nah, I don't do pictures." I'm like, "Damn, dude, no one's gonna believe me that Vivica Fox sat right next to me." Wait, wait, she said that to you? I was yeah. She said, "I don't do pictures." You you went up to her and you were like, "She sat next to you for the whole movie. Right she next, was in the right next, next to, to him." What? Yeah, I was. Why didn't I go that night? Was I not invited? I think, I think you were working. Oh, I was working. You yeah. Might have been working. Yeah. Uh, was that a good? Decent? That was a great night. That was a really good. Was film. the movie good it or was, no? It, it, you know, it was good. Yeah. For an independent film, I would say it was actually. You know what? Was that crossbreed? Decently. Crossbreed. Cross, was it crossbreed? Well, I think it was crossbreed. Crossbreed. Yeah. yeah. Is that where we met James Balsamo for the first time too? Or no? Was it? A, no, that was Clownado. Remember Clownado? Oh, Clownado. Yeah. Wait, what? Clown-Nado? Oh, we went to see Clownado. So remember when we used to we used to live in North Hollywood, all three of us. Yeah. And uh, right near Coldwater. Um, there was that little small theater that was at the Wells Fargo Bank. What was that place called? Oh, the... Yeah, you Valley, know. It was like the one where they, they screen all the... Valley the Valley Plaza. Yeah, Valley Plaza. Valley Plaza. And there was that small theater. We went to go see this really terrible movie called Clownado, <laughs> which was unbearably bad. Um, but a good time. I thought it was cool. But a good time. And uh, who else was there? We saw Eileen Dietz or whatever from... Eileen Dietz, yep. Dietz. From The Exorcist, she's like the demon face, and, and then, then she commented on the picture. She's like, "Change your eyes, honey." Remember that? Oh she yeah, like, she got pissed at you for making crazy eyes she in the didn't picture. Like the picture that much? I'm like, "You're part of The Exorcist." I'm like, "You're old." Um. Anyways, that happened, and then Lene Quigley was there. Who else? Yeah. Was, who else was there? There's a couple. Uh, PJ's, no, PJ's. Jay, or, uh, James was there. Balsamo. 
Yeah, and then um, our homie who was also in um, oh, John Curious was there. Yeah, he was in uh, Killjoy. Wasn't Divine? Yes. Was Divine? Was Divine? Was Divine, Divine, Divine wasn't there. <laughs> Divine. <laughs> so there's this one roommate we used to have. It's oh my funny. god. Oh we always would mess with him. Brandon Divine. He was on the uh, Steve Harvey show trying to get a girlfriend. Oh my the god. The funniest clip you'll ever see. You guys gotta watch it. Type in Brandon <laughs> Divine. <laughs> This kid, and, and we, listen, we were really cool with this kid, but we'd always walk around and we'd be like, <laughs> Divine! Divine! And this kid would lose his fucking apples, dude. <laughs> this kid had Divine tattooed on him. <laughs> did you really? Did. Oh, wait, yeah, I think he did with like an Irish thing. Yeah, he was Oh, oh my God, I do remember that. Didn't you say it? One time, and which caused him to punch a hole. In the Dude, wall. it was like yeah. the second time he ever even said it. He, yeah. We barely ever said that. I said it like twice to him. He said it a lot more than I did. Oh, yeah. But but divine, oh my god, this guy, this kid punches a hole in the wall over nothing, and that wasn't even over that. Wasn't that over? It was over you smoking weed in the room or something. So okay, so check this out. And this kid smoked. It was the shirt because I smoked the blunt in the room. He thought the smoke would get on his shirt, but he was smoking. He was smoking a, bo- a bong on the fucking patio, dude, in front of kids. Yeah, so I'm like, you're you're doing this in front of kids. I'm doing it in the room. Yeah, dude, I can't the bathroom even. I can't even explain to you. I got I got yelled at so many times. I'm the, I'm the one who always takes the heat because I mean, no offense to everybody, but like they always know I'm the one that's in charge of everything. And I'm taking care of everything, the bills, you know, everything, cleaning, <laughs> and basically, uh, <laughs> divine. I, so many times they would come up to me, like the manager here, and be like, "Okay, well, your roommates are smoking on the patio. They're putting, they're they're hanging laundry over the railing of and the it was patio." All Brandon, mind you. And it, it was always him. It was always him. And it's all rules that we told him since day one. You can't do. Yeah. And, and you'd think it'd be me. You know what I'm saying? You think it'd you be think me it would be him? Yeah. Nope. nope. But no, it was Brandon. And then yeah, even that guy tried to like not pay his bills on the way out, and I was like, you know what? You suck. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not. Definitely not the worst roommate we've dealt with. Oh, we've had oh, a lot. Of, we don't have to. We'll we'll do an episode on that. Yeah, There's the definitely worst, yeah, that's that's gonna be its own episode because we've had <laughs> the worst roommates you could possibly think of out of these last five years. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, gosh. let's go back to our celebrity run-ins. Yes. Yeah, let's let's let's. Uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'm gonna do this one because okay. we're we're talking about shitty roommates, <laughs> so we might as well go to the one about Mike. Okay. I'm not going to even get in. I don't even I don't even care to talk don't about even that go guy. Into the details right we don't now. even need to talk about that guy cuz he's not even worth it. But anyways, he had this uh this roommate named Mike and me and him went to go see this movie. <laughs> he's laughing. Dude, so. I'm mad. I know exactly what you're uh, This is the worst. This is the And I'm mad because they like You're mad because you wish you were there. He, he, yeah, and he knew like he what knew. happened, he but knew. He, I'll tell yeah, him. I'll tell right, him. I'll right, tell him. Right, right. Knowing Ethan, he definitely would have right, approached right. him. He would have. Oh, yeah. I would have too. But this was such a weird, awkward moment. All right. So there's this really amazing horror movie uh, that came out, and I'm going to plug this first because I love it so much. This horror movie called The Lodge. Great horror film. Did you see it yet, Ethan? No, not yet. I have it. We're going to watch it's it. Great. It's great. It's freaking insane. Uh, and a lot of people I know um, shit-talked it and you know try to act like, oh, there's not enough blood. There's not enough death. Fuck like, that. it's not a good horror movie. You're out of your mind. It's to- It's got everything. The atmosphere, like, it's scary as shit, like, has to do with mental illness. Like, those are the horror movies that freak me out more than anything. Like, mental illness, like, demons and supernatural stuff that, like, could, I guess, possibly happen. I don't know. Especially mental illness. Always happening. But, um, anyways, we go see a screening of The Lodge. This was, like, the third time I've seen this movie already because I loved it. <laughs> First time was Beyond Fest. Um, and amazing, as always. Watched the movie. Left. 
Uh, Mike's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait out here. We go to the bathroom. Mike walks in. Out comes this guy with friggin' long jet black hair. I'm like, uh, wait a second. That is a person. And I look at the guy. No joke. It's Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I almost lost it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And so basically, Mike goes in the bathroom just to pee. And he sees, he saw Trent Reznor walk out, but didn't, you know, didn't do anything. Goes into the bathroom, takes a really long piss. While he's in there, I'm literally like, Mike, come on, come on. I'm like, I'm like, Mike, I know you saw him. And I'm like, Mike, come on. Mike comes out. By the time he comes out, Trent is already gone. Because, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk up to Trent Reznor by myself as he's walking out of the friggin' bathroom with some chick. And, yeah. you know, it was just such an awkward situation. But if my roommate had come with me and we both went up to him at the same time and just kind of like, oh, shit, Trent Reznor, we probably would have got a picture of them. Yeah. And then tell him what Mike said to you. Oh, and this is what Mike said to me. He comes out and he's like, because he, he could see, he see like the shocked look on my face. He's like, oh, are you looking that way because you just saw Trent Reznor walk out of the bathroom? And I'm like, dude, he's you are an such an it. asshole. Dude, I literally... Back in, uh, like, I don't know, this is like two years ago now. Um, was this 2018? It was like December 2018, I think, when I saw Nine Inch Nails at the Hollywood Palladium. That was 19, 2019. No, 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 no. No, it was 2018. It was 2018. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And basically, I went to see that, uh, Alex Vincent, uh, we went, and that was fun. It was like a 16-hour wait in line literally i we literally i got in line at like five or six four in the morning i don't know just so we can make sure we're like right up front and uh yeah that was an amazing show but anyways i've seen them several times you know one of the greatest bands of all time i think um he's he's just a musical genius Hell yeah. no, um, went to the tate house and basically yeah and basically uh it, it was crazy i would have loved to meet him yeah, we went to Sharon Tate's house where Trent Reznor and Marilyn Manson recorded some of their music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? They recorded, uh, what was it called? Downward Spiral there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that really that really blew ass. I really wanted to meet him. And I, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those celebrities that like, Fuck, you, won't, you won't get that op- option to do that again probably. Or, yeah. you know. Never say never. Yeah, it's true. You'll yeah. see him again. Yeah, but he... <sighs> I know yeah. how you feel. That's how I feel about the Joe Rogan thing. I wasn't Wait, quick enough. Joe. Oh, yeah, I was there for that, actually. <laughs> Speak of that. Actually, say that real quick. Oh, man. That was a funny story. Okay, so this is, this is yeah, this is a weird story. So I mean, you, you run into, okay, this is at the comedy store. We run into people there all the time. Yeah. You, you never know who you're going to see there. I saw Howie Mandel come out there once. Like, all right, keep going. That's crazy. <laughs> He's a germaphobe, too. Um, yeah, he is. So, you know, we went to go see Jeff Ross, Joey Diaz, and Joe Rogan, and there's a few other people there. So, um... You know, I want to go meet Joe Rogan after the set, and we're looking around for him, of course. We come out to the back, and someone's like, hey, nice set, Joe. I'm like, there he is. Let's go get him. And he's leaving, and don't quote me on this, Joe. If you hear this podcast, don't get mad at me. I don't know what the hell is going on. You know, I'm just a kid, so. 
he, I don't know if he was paying valet, you know, because he parked his car for him or whatever. Yeah. But it looked like Joe Rogan was buying cocaine from this dude. I don't know why. No. I don't know. I don't know what it was. No, no, no. I don't know if it was no. some kind of a deal or what was going on. He doesn't do coke. But they were, um, I don't know, some kind of transaction happened. I'm like, yo, did he do a drug deal? <laughs> and I thought I was bothering him during his drug deal. I thought, like, you know, because he looked back. He's like, hey, kid, you need to go over there. You need to go over there. <laughs> and I just froze up. I didn't know what to say. And um, then, of course, security's like, yo, you need to hop back over the bar right now and i'm like fuck dude and this dude got in his tesla and just left and i don't know i sh- i just froze up and i'm like i'm not- the one thing the only thing i said is i'm not bothering you am i yeah it was yeah, it was, yeah. I, I remember that. that he was just like uh can you get over back over the the counter or the what do you call it the wall yeah. get back over the wall i think i think honestly joe rogan's just one of those regular people or he was uh one of the regulars at comedy store so I think he's just really close with everybody that works there and that manages it. So he probably just didn't want to see like a bunch of people following your steps and just kind of like cause chaos, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. He's a really good guy. He just did that $100 million Spotify deal. I can't wait. That starts September 1st. So if you're a fan of the Joe Rogan experience, hop onto Spotify September 1st and you will be able to get all the podcasts that he does from there on out. And he has a lot of crazy celebrity guests on his show too. Oh my God! He just last last week he's had Post Malone, Joey Diaz, Rob Lowe. He had Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I just Are you watched, kidding? I watched the whole thing. It's amazing. Oh my God! It's amazing. And speaking of Post Malone, it's amazing. The two times that I met Post were both at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. First time. This is before he got the Always Tired tattoo on oh, below his eyes. This Wait, was like what? Right, this was right. The first time I met him was right before he got those tattoos. Really? Yeah. So, that must have been like two years ago. It was. It was a. I think if I remember correctly, I think it was April 2018. But like, because wow. this is why, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth was doing a beer pouring for the Atude de Lamont beer that Mega the, the Megadeth beer that they have, and of course, you know, like right when like it was starting to get patched because everybody it was like a public event. Everybody knew that Dave Mustaine was going to be there. And then Post Malone just happens to show up because he well of course he's a metalhead too. Yeah, he so he's a, so he's a huge Megadeth fan apparently. And he's just like getting pictures with all that. And then they sat down and had something to eat. And the, what really made me respect Post Malone was this. Um, so this little kid, he's probably like 12, 13 maybe. He really wanted to get an autograph from Dave Mustaine. And security was saying, no, nobody can talk to Dave or anything like that. And then Post Malone stood in and said, dude, come on, he's a kid. Let him go meet Dave. And so they let them by security and you know i i really gained a lot of respect for him you know i mean he didn't have to say something or do anything so i really respected that and then the second time i met post i think it was like i want to say it was like july august 2018 then that by that point he had the always tired tattoo and like i couldn't tell what it said at first i didn't get a close glimpse but my friend my buddy paul who's also from buffalo believe it or not like he's been in la for like so many years he was like he's been do he's done like body like a bodyguard work and all that. But I think he was just hanging out with Post Malone that night. And I just caught up with him and then he just said, hey, Post, this is my my buddy, Ed. And then like we just like uh, shook hands. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, I mean, I'm not crazy about Post Malone. I mean, I'm not, I haven't been a follower of his music, but in the very least, I'll give him, he's a very sweet guy and he's very down to earth. And, you know, he doesn't try to act like he's too important to talk to anybody, which is cool. Yeah, I would I would die to be in your shoes there because I'm a huge Post Malone fan. I think he's a great artist. I think, uh, you know, I, I just love the fact that he loves all types of music. 
and he's just a very interesting person. His interviews are amazing. You can just tell the guy is very open-minded, which yeah, is cool. Very open-minded. He lives in Utah now. He, he got, got out of L.A. because he just doesn't like it here. I mean, he likes it here. He just doesn't like, uh, I guess, the craziness of it. Since we're still on the topic of music, another run-in I had was uh, December 2018, the Generation X tour, where it was Zach Wilde, Steve Vai, uh, Ingve Malmsteen, uh, Tosin Abasi, and uh, what's his name? The guitar. Oh my God, I should remember this. The guitarist of the band Extreme. Um, oh my God, I, I, it's a blur to me at this point. Uh, extreme, you know, like the song "Get the Funk Out," like that song. I think so. Yeah, I, fuck, I can't even remember. I that. have no idea. Anyways, getting to the point, I'm sitting down because I had, I ended up getting on the guest list because I was buddies with Ingve's tech and manager at the time, and so, sit, so a guy in like a hood just sits down next to me and like he had like a box of popcorn. I'm like, hey, dude, how much is popcorn here? Oh, it's like 15 bucks for this little thing. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, well, yeah, it's the will turn. And like, Wait, a, what? It's 15 bucks for popcorn? Yeah, something like that. It was like a fucking ridiculous amount oh for this little God. box of popcorn. Like, I mean, then That's again, like the cheap. That's one of the cheapest foods you could possibly sell and make a crazy profit off of. Exactly. You know? That's and, why the movie theaters are just nuts. But then who did this turn out to be that told me that? I didn't get a glimpse at him at first, but then when I just saw him, his face more, it was Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. And, uh, but no, he was like super cool. Like we talked a little bit about, you know, guitars and music and all that. And then we just got a selfie together. And then sitting right down next to us also was Scott Ian of Anthrax. And, uh, and then, and then after that, I think, uh, Brendan Small, the creator of, a uh, Metalock, well, not the creator, but I think he was, he's like, like he does like all the music for Metalocalypse, like including like the voice of Nathan Explosion and all that. And I remember like this fucking idiot sitting behind all of us was just acting ridiculous when Ingve went on stage and was screaming like, fuck yeah, Ingve!" And like, we were just like, oh my God, dude, shut the fuck up. And he like, he eventually like just pushed into uh Brent. It was either Brendan or Scott Ian's seat and Scott wasn't having it. And I think uh, Brendan just got up and got the security to boot the guy out. And I was just like, <laughs> it was interesting, but no, uh, but no, Tom was cool. And then I ran into him again, like later that evening when I was, backstage after the event which was really cool but uh no both are really nice guys so i gotta give them that and then yeah pretty much that ethan tell us about the uh lil xan experience because i don't even know too much about it little crayon little crayons so what happened with little crayon was um and little xan's cool we were um <clears throat> i don't know where the fuck we were going we were on our way somewhere but uh, this was on cold water canyon too actually well what yeah so was it right over. near our apartment Right down the street. Oh my god! Right down god. the street. We used to live over at sixty-two hundred one Coldwater Cannon. Shout out to Irina. Um, <laughs> this shit's crazy. We were, we were leaving, and uh, I look over in traffic, and fucking Will Zan's just sitting there in the passenger seat. I think he's with Lucifina and some other chick, and they're on their way to uh, No Jumper. And I get out. I'm like, "Yo, we gotta get a picture with this fool." So we get out, take a picture, promote. He was cool, and uh, yeah, that was that was really nice. That was cool. But the thing about that was, at that uh -huh. time, I was getting ready to leave L.A. And I'm like, I'm struggling right now, da 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 this is going down. He's like, man, just hold it out, stay, and everything will work out. And it did, and then I got to, you know, go on and do a bunch of other crazier cool stuff. But, you know, wise words from a young wise man with face tattoos. Oh, so he told you to stay? Yeah, he gave me some advice. And I was like, this is cool, man. That's this funny. Is, yeah. Um. All right, so here's a really crazy one. This actually, I mean, 
I didn't meet this guy. I didn't talk to this guy. I mean, I, I've, no, I've met him before, like actually before this, but uh, this was a really, really weird experience that I don't think is ever going to be topped. So basically, I was driving around in my car one day. I don't know where you were, but I was on the phone with you. Oh, and yeah. we're tr- we're just dri- I'm driving around Hollywood, and we were just in this conversation talking about Danny Duncan, the YouTuber that does all those crazy videos. Um, and basically, we're just in a deep, deep conversation about this guy, just talking about him and the videos he does, probably just talking about stuff we want to do. And I don't know. We were just, just in mid-conversation about this guy, and not even joking. While we're literally in mid-conversation about this dude, I drove by him in Hollywood. He actually he drove by me. We both our both of our cars drove by each other at the same time in like a neighborhood in Hollywood. And I knew it was him because it was his white uh I don't know if it was Tesla. Yeah. His whatever white car he, he I think it was like a Honda or something. He had his white car and he's got like the huge bullhorn that's like on the front of his freaking hood of his car. And nobody's nobody does that. I mean that's that's his thing. So uh, that was him, and he had it was him, and like his whole camera crew was in the back. I mean, it was very obvious it was him. But I don't think I'll ever have an experience like that again, where it's oh, like, will. no, but where you're literally talking well, about yeah, a person, the, the, and then and then he pulls up next to you. That's scary. I mean, think about it. I'm in L.A. I'm in one of the most populated cities in the freaking world, and literally this guy comes crashing by me. Well, I think it's funny because you showed me who he was, and then I was just walking one day after I oh, got yeah. out of work, and then I walked. This motherfucker walks right past me. I'm like, Danny Duncan, and <laughs> it's cool because I'm actually in a Danny Duncan video. It's called I Didn't Make It, and uh, yeah, I got to do the scream in there, and he told me about the person that stole the scooter. So I was like, Whoever stole your scooter, fuck you, bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a vocal kills like Danny Duncan. You'll, you'll find me on there. But Kellen showed me who he was, and then I the next day, I ran into him. Like I just found out about you, bro. And then you know. Virginity rocks. Yeah, and we we actually we actually went to Danny Duncan's meetup a couple of years ago in 2017. Oh that gosh. was the first time I met him. Or actually, the only time I've actually met him was there. And uh, basically, got trampled. Like basically, crazy. people people got trampled. You know, security basically quit. <laughs> really? It was it was nuts. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And I think it was at like a barber shop or something. But the whole meetup was like in the back of it, and you know there was like an art art display inside the place, but. Yeah, it was way, way beyond capacity, and we all got trampled at one point, and yeah, it was dangerous. Damn, was that that was like a Echo Park? Yeah, like, either? something like yeah, that. I thought so. We were in San Diego earlier that day at Comic Con, and then we came back for that. Yeah, you said your your cousin went to school with him or something like that. Yeah, my uh, my cousin Liam didn't go to school with him, but he went to the same high school. He went to school with his cousin. Gotcha. Uh, Lemon Grove High School, if I'm right. But yeah, Englewood, Englewood, Florida. I I literally grew up going there, so it's kind of crazy to see Danny Duncan, you know, come out of there. It's a very, you know, small Florida place. That's insane. But hell yeah. Danny's pumpkin. Danny's blumpkin. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, what else you guys got? Did we talk about Wee Man? Wee Man was cool, yeah. The first time I ever went to the uh, the comedy store, I got to Wee. Actually, the first time I ever went to the comedy store, I met Brendan Schnob. I met Wee Man, and then there was a whole other person there we met as well, like the whole same day. And then I think that's where we seen Jamar Neighbors. No, no, Jamar Neighbors. We ran into a Ralphs. No, we ran into him at Ralphs, but then I think we seen him. I seen him after that at the comedy store, and I was like, okay. Speaking of Ralphs, though, that's the one major person I forgot about. Ooh. It rhymes with bomb bear me. Oh my oh, god! So we everybody okay, in Hollywood's uh, got a story about this. Uh, <laughs> so basically, 
So basically, we go to Ralph's. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah, quick question for you. Have you ever Ralphed? Because if you haven't Ralphed, you don't understand. This grocery store in L.A., it's called Ralph's. And, you know, some people go to the sh- go there to shop, and we just go there to mess around. Um, basically, we went to the West Hollywood one, which is the most fun store to mess around in because we always run into, like, celebrities there. It's crazy. Uh, and one day we walk in there, and there's Ron Jeremy getting, like, a salad or something at the salad bar, which is shocking because he looks He's like a the sack same of potatoes. Dude, he was wearing, yeah, he was wearing the same clothes because you got a picture with him, like, earlier that week. Mm-hmm. So he was wearing the same outfit. His hooligans t-shirt, I remember. Oh, it's disgusting. And now he's in jail. He's still in jail right now, right? Yep. Yeah, he's... I mean, like, who hasn't run in, ran into him, though? Like, especially if you you go to the Rainbow lot, he was always there. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. And he would just, he most of the time, he'd be just passed out asleep in a chair. Yeah, that guy's definitely, definitely gone down the deep end, but that was kind of since he's day one. He's also worth $25 million, though. Is he really? <laughs> mm-hmm. look you're it up. Look you're up fucking with me. Look up his net worth. Yeah, who's, who's holding that? His parents? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder where are them like. Like, uh, you can't get yourself worth? a friggin' decent outfit. It's disgusting. Does that mean like when you die, that money is like, oh, this is how much is like, how is that how much you sell your soul for? Or? Ron Jeremy net worth. <sighs> no, he's worth six million. Oh, is he? He lives in Beverly Hills, California. No. Not believed to have any children. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, right. Well, actually, he he kind of grew up in the porn business, so he probably knew to protect himself since day one. Yeah, he probably got a shit cut. Vasectomy. Gross. Anyways, I don't know remember what we said to him. What did we say to him there? We just got pictures. Oh, we got she pictures kills. She kills. Remember? She kills. Because remember, I was doing a little promo video with him. And this dude's, I don't know what kind of drugs he was on. But he's, um, you know, he wanted to say my name, Vo Kills. But he was like, she kills. He's like, oh, Vo. Vo, my bad. Boom, boom. Yeah. Got the big bald spot on the back of his fucking head. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think he's on drugs. I just think that he's deteriorated over the years. I mean, look at him. You yeah, know? all that fucking. I don't know. We were we did that one film that he was in, the uh, Nukem High. Yeah, and he plays God smoking a bong. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's not a bad person, but I don't know. Then again, what, what is he in jail for right now? Uh, s- sexual s- misconduct, rape allegations. Let me look it up. Ron Jeremy. Yeah, it was like he, rape. He banged this chick I know. They were just hanging out, and they went into the bathroom of the rainbow. Well, who hasn't in. he banged? To be point. fair, though, allegations have gotten completely out of control in yeah, the last couple have. of years yeah. to the point where I can't even, like, believe anything until it's, like, proven. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, like, that's the thing. Until you're guilty, proven guilty in the court of law, you know, it's it's fucking ridiculous. See, why would Ron Jeremy have to rape somebody? That's the one I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Why would he have to do that? He's Ron Jeremy. He's got all, doesn't he have a lot of money? I mean, it doesn't even matter about the money. And just people will literally sleep with him because he's Ron Jeremy. Well, yeah. You know, not smart he's girls. He's a pretty gross girls. looking motherfucker. Crazy girls. Oh, well, yeah. But, yeah. All right, so let's see what else we got. You mentioned Tom Selleck, or who else did you run in to Oh, Tom it? Selleck? Rite Tom Aid. Selleck was cool because he was a regular. I used to, when I worked at Rite Aid, you know, the same thing with Kane Hodder. Tom Selleck would come in, and I got a few pictures with him just to, you know, let people know, like, yo, I'm chilling with this dude at work now. I'm working at Rite Aid at the front, cust- at the front you know, register, whatever you want to call it. And he came in, and he's like, hey, you're going to be spooky on American Idol again this year? And, you know, <laughs> it was cool because he came in about those Julie Fruit uh, candy things, the yellow box of... Uh, Juicy Fruit? No, Julie, Julie Trues or Julie, I have some fucking weird bullshit candy that. Oh, he's obsessed know. with it. Yeah. But yeah, he's a really cool guy. Him and I met Kate Hudson too. She walked in the. Oh yeah. And Mac Ten, that was crazy. 
There's a lot of people. There's so many people out here you just run into. You ran into Machine Gun Kelly too, both of you, right? Both, yeah, that yeah, and that was a planned thing though. Me and Chris told me about that, and then um yeah, so in the dirt, the, so that was so the premiere of the movie, The Dirt. Yeah. I, me and Chris knew that, and Cam went with us too. That he was gonna be at the Rainbow. Oh yeah, everyone Cam. goes to the Rainbow. If they're at the Cam didn't meet him though, right? He was like too scared. Cam's the one that told me he was there. He was did, like, "There's a guy in there that looks like Machine Gun Kelly." Did he say hi to him though? Yeah, we went in there. And oh, he did too. We were the first people to talk to him, right? Uh we were the first ones to, to really go up to him because then no, everyone he flooded was, him. He was hanging around with a bunch of people. I remember that. Yeah. I actually I met Machine Gun Kelly like six years ago. Dude, remember the, remember the, the the guitar player for Green Jelly? He was the one that came up to us and told us like, "Yo, Machine Gun Kelly, Rob Zombie, and uh, all oh, were down there." God. Remember? Yeah. Because we were down there. It was me, you. Um, I had a, a friend, and then I think uh, Nicholas Cage was there. Nicholas Cage walked up with Rob Zombie, yeah. and they were there for ten minutes and left. Because <laughs> it was me, you. We were outside with Ron Jeremy. That remember they wouldn't let Ron Jeremy in. What? They wouldn't. They wouldn't let Ron Jeremy in. Surprised at that. I saw Nick Cage a couple months ago at the, uh, or I mean, not a couple months, it's probably eight months now. Uh, the Color Out of Space premiere. He was wearing that that jacket, right? Oh, yeah, he had this crazy black jacket on. But yeah, that was that was the worst. That that's something to bring up. That that pissed me off to no end. What happened? They so they over a lot of events get you know oversold or you know they when they do those like free events they give out more tickets than they have, mm-hmm. which is okay. You know, it makes sense. That's what you do to get capacity at your shows and book them completely which is, I'm totally fine with. And, you know, in those circumstances, situations, I will show up super friggin' early, so I am there. Mm-hmm. And I get in. Basically, for this Color Out of Space premiere, they had so many people already given actual tickets, like, you know, f- you know, friends, family of the actors and just of the crew and just probably hundreds of tickets for people reviewing it. So there really weren't barely any seats left for general public at all, but nobody knew that. So we get there, and I was there probably four or five hours early. Um, you know, I brought my mom too. I felt terrible because my mom was there waiting in line with me. Uh, Wet Movie One was there. He came with us, and then this one guy I was catering with. Um, but yeah, we waited in line for hours, and then they did the red carpet. Elijah Wood was there because he produced it. Uh, a lot of cool people were there, and right after the red carpet, pretty much finished. They were actually super late to even starting this event. I remember. I think yeah. the screening was like an hour past when it was supposed to start. And so we're really waiting in line for hours. And then they go to, to let, start letting people in. I swear to God, they must have not even let in like 15, 20 people. And there was a line of probably like 500 Jeez. all around the block, like down the street. Like the line was so long. And I just remember how pissed everybody was that they would just not, not only overbook it like that, but like they really didn't have tickets to give out to begin with. So that was just why even why even bother making an event like that if you, you can't, you know, stick to your word that you have tickets. But I thought that was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> it sucks when everyone, all your friends get the picture and you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Wet Movie 1, he, uh, he, he snuck in. Because he he you know was like asking if he could use a bathroom or whatever, and then he ended up interviewing like Elijah Wood, Nicholas Cage. He got pictures with them, and he even could have snuck in the movie because he was already in there at that point. He could have just plopped his ass down and on a seat, you know. But he came out and he was like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that to you guys. I'm like, you could have done that. Well, that's cool. Remember the time we met Gary Busey? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't really a run-in, though. That was just kind of like at an event. Well, he wasn't in the movie. It was his son that was in the movie. So he was just there for the hell of it, I guess. But it was interesting. Yeah, he was nice. He's actually not a bad person. 
I guess we could close it on this one. Uh, Rob Zombie. So basically, oh God, I don't really, I don't want to hate on him right now either because I love Rob Zombie, but he did this really terrible movie called Three from Hell. And, still haven't seen it. Oh my! Oh, you haven't? No, I still haven't watched uh, it. We should all watch it just so I could s- see how much you hate it. Uh, basically, <laughs> if you're a fan of House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, there's this third movie called Three from Hell that's supposed to close it out. And I kind of want to forget that he ever even made this movie because I've seen it several times now, um, hope, hoping after the first time that it would somehow get better. It didn't. Uh, but anyways... We went to see a terrible movie called Three from Hell, and uh, I already knew the movie sucked, but I saw that Rob Zombie had just posted that him and his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, were going to be at the AMC City Walk at Universal like the very next day. And he announced on his Instagram, he's like, yo, you get tickets to this movie at this showtime at uh, AMC Universal City Walk. I'm going to be there tomorrow with Sherry. And I was like, What? And we know Dag, who uh, played little Michael Myers in Great Dag, Great Dag, and the, the remake of Halloween that Rob Zombie did back in 2007. Um, and I was like, how funny would it be? I think I don't know if Dag was already coming out at that point for something, or if he was. No, you bought the ticket for him. But anyways, yeah, I bought I bought tickets for me and Dag and Ethan, and I don't know if we got one for his girlfriend or not. I don't think we did. I don't think there was enough. I there wasn't enough. Out, yeah, I didn't but know he was bringing her. Yeah, we didn't know. Um, but I got tickets immediately when he posted this thing, and I was like, I was like, how funny would it be if I got the three of us tickets for the front front row center, and he comes out to do the Q and A, and we introduce we reintroduce or reunite, um, Dag and Rob Zombie because I kind of figured like they probably haven't seen each other since they did that, mm-hmm. and so that's exactly what we did, and we got him to go to this movie, and uh, it was it was great. Basically, right right when Rob Zombie came out, he's like, oh. There he is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked. Like, hey. We talked for, for a second. We got a cool picture with all five of us. That was amazing. And, yeah, that was fun. You guys were sitting, like, right up in the front for that? Yeah, front oh, row yeah, center. Front, and that was yeah. only because, you know, obviously I, I wanted Rob Zombie to see him because I wasn't sure. You, you would think Rob Zombie would be the type of guy to just, like, run off right after he's done with his Q&A. But he actually, they all stuck around, you know. So cool, yeah. And yeah, it was it was crazy being there was a part of it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So being front row center, I knew I knew he was gonna see him. I knew he was gonna be like, oh, there's little Michael. There, <laughs> there he is. Great egg. Uh, great egg. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not only we brought Dag, but also what's his face was there. Jeff Daniel Phillips. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Jeff Daniel Phillips. He was there, and yeah, several that was awesome. several remember, zombies. As soon as people. you walked in, they're like, we know who you are. Remember that one chick? She's like, I who, know who you are. Who said that? This chick at the the Regal. As soon as you walked in, there was someone else. There was some hot chick sitting there. Me, you, and Dag walked in. Oh, and then and they're, she right away. She's like, "Oh, I know who you are." Was he talking to you about you or Dag? Probably all of us. Oh, probably, probably mostly probably Dag because of Halloween and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's funny. That was that was cool though. I had fun, man. Did anybody try getting pictures with Dag? Like, did that, a lot of people recognize? Maybe him like that? one person. That's it. Maybe. I think yeah, a couple that's people it. did. I don't remember. Nobody really bothered. You know I, th- what was I crazy? thought that was gonna happen. We were too. leaving. Some dudes like Halloween too. I'm like, no, he's in the first one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have pissed him off to the core. Yeah, I remember we went to Buffalo. This is a cool story. The uh, shout out to um, Dude, the Goo Goo, Goo Dolls. Dolls yeah. Robbie Tackett flew me and Dag to Buffalo to play a show, and Dag goes and sees my room. And I got the Halloween two poster. He's like, "No, ah. oh, he got pissed. You didn't tell me about that." Yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, that's he funny. Got the Halloween two poster down, buddy. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, so he did this show. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls flew him out, and this is 
crappy little music is art festival in Buffalo, New York. But yeah, that was cool. I guess it was cool that year. We got kicked off stage though. Because yeah, he, he got kicked off. He was swearing. That's so funny. Unreal. <laughs> what were got, what were you guys doing up there? Just well, when we perform, people fight and wrestle back yeah, there and wrestling yeah. shit. And um, they just didn't like all the bitch swearing, cunts, fuck, piss, shit, you know all that. And oh my god! It's not like we could take it out of our music. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. That was that was crazy. Well, what did the dude from Goo Dolls say when they did oh, that to you? he fucking loved it, dude. Robbie Tackett, shout out to you again, buddy, because you're awesome. So he didn't care that you guys kicked it off, or was he bummed? It's, I mean, the thing is, we tried to keep it PG. Yeah, yeah. And then the people on this who ran the stage didn't want the swearing. It wasn't Robbie himself who said he doesn't want the swearing. It was the people that were running yeah. the stage that we haven't met till five minutes before we went on, because we were supposed to sound check and all this, but you know, we had to meet fans and take autogra- do autographs, take pictures all day before oh, we went man. on to the stage. And, um, yeah, that was nuts. And then on my way back to L.A., I got into a fight on the airplane. Oh, yeah, you did. Someone was picking on me for being on American Idol. So, uh, Well, funny. knowing you, your shows aren't very PG-rated either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Yeah. Ask Katy Perry. She knows. Yeah. But that'll be for another episode. So are, is, there, is there any other people we missed? There's so many. I mean, you. I'll uh, I'll do one. I'll do one more, and it was two in one incident. But uh, not an incident, but, like, I was at the Rainbow... I think it was May 2018, and Mike Smith from uh, Trailer Park Boys, like, uh, was there who plays Bubbles, and like I, I recognized him instantly out, outside of costumes, and uh, I was just like Mike, and he's like, yeah, and he probably didn't even think I was just like a fan. He probably just thought I was he was somebody that I was somebody that knew him, but I was just I just casually said, hey Mike, he's like, yeah, I'm like. No, no, I'm a fan. Uh, can we get a picture together? And then Sebastian Bach, because anybody who knows of Trailer Park Boys and is familiar with the show, Sebastian Bach is like a guest appearance, and he plays himself. So just getting a picture with the two of them, it was just fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I don't know. It was just like weird. Like, I mean, I'm sure maybe, because I, th- I think uh, if anything, Mike probably just lives in Canada. So maybe he was visiting the area at the time, but Sebastian lives locally. So maybe they were just hanging out that night. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I've only seen, like, the first season. I trailer. watched all of them. I know. I've seen, like, the first season. I saw, like, other episodes. but I think Sebastian came out in an episode in, like, season, I don't know, season seven, season eight. I don't know. It was just, like, an, <laughs> it was an episode that they did when they, long before they got picked up by Netflix. Because for, I think, over about seven, eight years, in their beginning stages, they were on, like, a Canadian network. And then I think they... The show got canceled for a while, and then somehow Netflix picked it up, and they right. made a comeback. But yeah. yeah. All right, that's funny. Well, uh, I guess we're pretty much good on this episode. Yeah. Unless you got any any more left. Uh, there's more, but there's probably more. I but I think we've covered. We'll reveal those lot. later. Dude. Yeah, whenever we can remember them. There's so many people we ran into. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll have a new episode for you shortly. Goddamn right. See you later. Let's go.